When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, folks. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble. Uh, I'm Alan. I'm be hosting this evening, and I'm joined by Brian. Brian, how are you? Very good, sir. Very good. And Kerr, how are you? Ah, uh, not bad, Alan. Not bad. A uh, very good evening to Nicholas Moore and the South Wales Loyal. Welcome to the show. So this is Rabble Extra. Um, well, I wonder what we're going to talk about tonight, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're just going to we're going to debrief the events in the last few days, the last week or so. We're going to look ahead to the next week. Um, just want to thank everybody that's joining us on YouTube, everybody that's joining us in the comments. Keep your questions and your comments coming in. Remember to hit that wee like button, that wee subscribe button on YouTube. And if you love the content, head over into YouTube and become a member as well. And catch us wherever you get your social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or even on TikTok now. So if you've got any wins, get them under TikTok and find the Rangers Rabble. Um, and I'll never let Martin forget that he's got into TikTok. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the show. And as I say, keep your comments and your questions coming in. Anything you guys want to talk about in the comments, get it in and we'll spend a wee bit of time talking about it. Uh, I do just want to, we're going to start with last night because it seems like it's the best place to start, Brian. Um before we start talking about the game, let's just let's just the one thing that everybody's been talking about and the club and the fans have been impressed for um, all over the media today. The events before the game uh, was a lump in your throat. Yeah, I mean, the there was obviously pictures released on social media before um, anybody was in the ground, and you could see there was a, a, a certainly a Union Jack getting displayed, but I wasn't sure if it was just that stand or if it was going to be all around the ground. Um, and then when you seen the T4, you were it was just an amazing sight. And then of course the music started, and you kind of you kind of I, I, I kind of took a second to click what it was, and I was like, "Quick, it's the national anthem!" Oh, and I thought, "Oh God, we're going to get in trouble for this," you know, blah blah. But I mean, the the reaction to everybody after the game, you know, congratulating us for doing it, um, you know, praise from all all corners of the world, you know, it was. Uh, it was a great sight, and it was it was fine thing going. It was a, it was yeah, it was it took your breath away, and it was just brilliant to be involved, um, and it was just yeah, it was just nice to see everybody pulling in the same way for a change and uh, getting behind, and it certainly helped us early on in the game, definitely. Yeah, Kerr, it was the, the minute silence was as you would expect, impeccable, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was always going to be Alan. And- I mean, we were all, uh, I'm not going to say looking forward to it, but it was one of the things you didn't want to miss just because of the occasion. It's not like we were looking forward to it, but it was one of the games you didn't want to miss because the nature of it. But I was sitting in the broom alone, so I was obviously holding up one of the things uh, part of the table. So I haven't even seen the display until after the game and I've seen it on social media and stuff like that. But you have to get at Union Bears for what they produce at times. The, the, the boys are phenomenal with what they can produce and it's just, I've never seen something at a football match, it's 
basically went all over the world. What Rangers mm. have done, like what the fans have done. I'm not even going to say the club, but the fans have done. It's fantastic, and you you even get mentions from supporters for other teams, even teams that you probably wouldn't think they like uh, fans that maybe like Rangers and stuff like that. But they're saying that Rangers are a proper club, stuff like that. Make you proud to be a Rangers fan. And we always we always knew that, but other people are starting to say it, and I think it will be pissing some people off. But it just shows you what we are all about. It doesn't matter. Good or bad, we've stuck through with the club, and last night was just phenomenal. And I think we're a credit to Scottish football, we're a credit to British football, but as a fan base, we're just unreal. Yeah, yeah. I was in, I was at the opposite end. I was in the Copeland and the Copeland rear um, when my season ticket is, and it's you could have. Do you know what? Usually, when there's a minute silence at Ibrox, it's well observed. But usually, you hear somebody coughing, or or maybe a kid scream, or a mobile phone goes off, just something like that. There was none of that. I never heard a thing last night um, until until the music hit, Brian, as you said. Um, there was a wee bit around the applause broke out. That died down and, and the, the, the singing in the National Anthem, 50,000 plus Rangers supporters. <sighs> just uh, it just blew me away. Um, as Kerr said, the Union Bears outdone themselves last night. Um, it might not have been as glitzy and as glamoury as some of the other TIFOs they've done, like the 150th anniversary yeah. one. It didn't need to be. It was it was just so well executed. Um, in my opinion, it's the best they've they've ever produced. Um, it was just enough. It was subtle enough, respectful enough. It just it was just right. I re- really, anybody, everybody that was involved in that. I, I hope somebody sees us for the Union Bears. Anybody that was involved in that, um, you know, I tip my hat to you. You really done well last night, and you should be really proud of what you achieved last night. It was a fantastic start to the evening, um, and you know, it was a, it was a fantastic. Um, it's a fantastic picture that's been being worldwide, and that's that's the Rangers support that are getting that are getting that name because of your efforts. So well done to you! I really do. I, I tip my hat to you. Um, unfortunately, um, not unfortunately, but that was probably the highlight of the of the night. Care who's on mute. Sorry, Alan. I see a lot <laughs> of negative comments about the game last night, and I'm usually negative myself. I actually thought for the first half an hour, we actually had done okay. We held our own. I thought you could see we were digging in, we were with a bit of appetite, we were trying to get forward. The team is a bit disjointed just because of the formation and the players. I thought Lundstrom was poorly full match myself, but that was just my opinion. But it wasn't help with the way he was playing, but I thought we liked Sir Stephen Davis, I feel Jack, they're very similar, but you, you know what you're getting from them. Yeah, they're probably all past their best, we all know that. The team, he started a Stephen Gerrard team at Bonus Way, didn't he? Uh, but they tried, but you knew you were never going to last the 90 minutes because just the players that were there. But I thought if somebody said there, if Morales takes that early header, I know it's all ifs and buts, but you don't know what could happen. Because with a few chances in that first half, and I'm the one, I don't like stats, I'm like yourself, I'm a big fan of stats, but the first half stats, we were the better side. It was just the second half, you always knew as soon as they scored, it would turn. I always knew that myself because they are a, they're a good side. I thought the more disappointing thing last night is probably because of the formation we're playing and the players we're playing. Some of our players are wanting two, three, four touches in the ball. Whereas when Napoli got the ball, it was two, three touches and they were up the other end of the park because they just mm-hmm. zip it across the grass and they're moving. Whereas our players are taking two, three touches, not even playing with their head up. I just seen Bourne a couple of times waiting to cross the ball, but the, the winger coming back, he caught him once and then he done it again. It's like, he, he wasn't on his game that much. He was kind of 
I don't know, I just thought, I don't know you guys, but I thought the players were scared as well at times because I think they thought, I think they kind of knew if he conceded here, the floodgates could open. So I thought I was a bit of, a bit of fear in that, maybe the formation, but we looked dangerous on the attack, especially when we pressed early on, we feel Kent and Morelos, we were pressed and they weren't able to make mistakes. But I was happy with the first half an hour. After that, yeah, after half time, they were always going to come back in and they've got the ability to put the ball in the net, as we've seen. A referee didn't help, but he's not at fault for the goals because I thought the decisions were correct. Yeah, Brian, there's certainly there's certainly an improvement um, in the players' attitude from the from the Celtic game from last week in, in, in Amsterdam. Um, and as Kerr said, is is that right? Is they were were we maybe a wee bit frightful? Our players maybe a wee bit frightful. Not just the fact that if they got one goal early on, the floodgates would have opened. But if they got one goal early on, the Ibrox crowd could have really turned on our squad last night. So was there a wee bit of um, a bit, a bit, a bit of fear, basically, in our squad last night. There could have, there could have been, but I mean, to be fair to them, they started off really well. You know, they came out. I mean, Morelos could have scored after thirty odd seconds with a header. You know, so it was a we, we made a really quick start, um, and you know the crowd got really right behind them from the very start. And you know, it, it's all ifs and buts. I know, but I mean, if, if we got that early goal, the whole complexion of the game changes. Um, but as, as Scott as Scott said though. First half, I was never, I wasn't, all right, they hit the post once and I think they had an hour chance, but there was nothing, sort of, uh, somebody said earlier, there was nothing like they were stripping us apart and cutting us open. It was, you know, they had chances like we did, but um, I wasn't totally disappointed with the first half and I was quite, quite happy. Um, and then all of a sudden, of course, the red card changes everything. And as Scott said, at the time I was absolutely livid with the penalty decisions, but it's different when you're in the stands. You don't get the, the, the benefit of seeing it again or a repeat. But when you see them back, I watched it again when I came home at three o'clock in the morning and watched it. And I was like, oh, penalty. Oh, penalty. Oh, okay. And it's not until you see the replays that you kind of appreciate, you know, the decisions. Because And then I had I had to laugh at the the penalty claim we had. He, he, had to, he had the cheek to go to the screen and have a look at that. And even I could see in the normal game that it wasn't a penalty, but... It was it was gone by then, but I mean, yeah, it, it, there was a marked improvement, and I think that's all we asked for is a little bit of effort and a little bit of dig. Um, that sh that should be a given, but it hasn't been apparent in the last couple of games. But it was last night, and it was you know, as I say, we 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 kind of went toe to toe with them in the first half, and yeah, we were fine, but yeah, the, the red card changed it all. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about the red card, but I, th I think there's. For all there was still, there was a marked improvement, a, a massive improvement. We saw that right for the goal last night, and, and we'll discuss why that is. We'll talk about the lineup. We'll talk about about the team as, as Kerr mentioned just briefly. Um, but there's still some questionable decisions for me last night as the game went on, um, and I understand that Van Bronckhorst's hand might have been forced a little bit with the red card, um, but there's, there were still some questionable decisions. But as I say, we're going to come on to talk about them. Kerr, I want to start sort of in a sensible order and talk about the red card. Um, was that the game changer for us? Kenny, you put yourself on mute again. It's because I've got yes. dogs in here. I don't want any dogs here, but <laughs> when I'm on uh, here. But I think, I don't, I'm going to say it was it, it, it caused defeat because I think once they scored, we were one nil down anyway, weren't we? If I remember correctly. <laughs> it was only yesterday as well. Uh, but I think it didn't help, to be fair. They were, they were forcing us back at that time. But Sands was covered. Lundstrom and mm -hmm. Golson got there. 
I don't see why I had to make a tackle. I think he was ready to commit to make a tackle before he realised the two of them were there. But it was already, it took the boy out. I, I was sitting there brilliant, like I said. So I seen it for the other side and I thought, that's never a red card. And I said it in jail, I should say. But when you see it on the TV, it clearly has a penalty, yeah. But he's been guilty that before, James Sands. It's just his play. It's like somebody goes by him and he thinks, I can't let him go. Yeah. I need to bring him down. Mm-hmm. I need to get to him. But he should realise the other two boys got into cover. So he didn't, he didn't have to make a tackle. So I think as a bit of naivety for James Sands, but it was a record. It was a second jail and he deserved to be off, I. Yeah, that was that was the fill that gave away the penalty. So it was, it was not an each um, at the time, right? Yeah. Um the first penalty, um, I should say. Um yeah, for for me, I again I, you know, we were doing really well. Somebody said in the comments here, when you're playing a team of that quality, you need to keep eleven men on the park. Yeah. I've no arguments with the second yellow card, but what's the second yellow card? To start with, I was again. I'm at the other end of the pitch, so this, this is to start with. I'm, oh, I should at least check that. He's got to go and check that. The referee doesn't check it, which tells you he's pretty confident in his, in his decision. Um, and it turns out it was the right decision, so we can't really argue with that. McGregor makes a save. McGregor makes a save again. Um, just Brian. This, this could probably take up quite a bit, quite a bit of the pod if we want to, if we want it to. But Alan McGregor. I thought he, was, he played pretty well last night. There, there wasn't a great deal of difference he could make when it came to the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, he, is he your number one? Have we settled this debate that Alan McGregor's our number one goalkeeper? <laughs> I've, of course, as you guys know, I've been a big McLaughlin fan. Um, but there's times there's times in a season where you've got to take somebody out of the, the final line as such just to give them a, a break. And, you know, a goalkeeper is no different. And um, yeah, I mean, Alan's performance last night was exemplary. You know, he, as you say, he couldn't have done much about any of the goals. Um, I mean, he nearly got his hand to the the penalty that they scored from as well. So he nearly saved three penalties last night. Um, yeah, but I mean, the other two goals he couldn't really done much about. And he had a few good uh, short stop and saves, but we're he's he's known to do that. That's not that's never been my issue with Alan McGregor. It's always been the 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 cross balls or the you know the dead ball situations where he just doesn't come off his line, but he had a good game last night. He you know he, there wasn't much he did wrong, but I think for 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 the the present future, I would say he's definitely got to be number one now. Um, you know, it's the same with strikers. If some if a striker goes a, a period of time without scoring, you put your other striker on just to you know give him a break. So the goalie situation is exactly the same. Alan's taking his chance. He's got to keep it until such time that his dip form dips. So, no, he's, he's number one for me just now, definitely. Ger, we could debate all day that um, that we should have signed a goalkeeper or we need to sign a goalkeeper or we make it a priority in January. But the fact is, we've got... The, the, there are two goalkeepers. We'll, we'll, without being disrespectful, we'll exclude McCrory for the conversation just yeah. now. Our goalkeepers are McGregor and McLaughlin. Um, I don't think anybody's happy with that. No. I, I think every, everybody thinks we should have signed somebody um, yeah, we should have, eh? But uh, the two that we that we're left with, um, are you happy? Would you be happy with seeing McGregor get his place back in the team? Would you be happy if McGregor started on Saturday? I think it has to. I think you have to keep arming goals from now on. But like you said, probably at the start of the season, he shouldn't get a new deal. To be honest with you, because I think his time had had come to retire. But out of two, as everybody knows in the pod, and as you know, I've been McLaughlin's biggest fan. He's a good squad keeper, but he's not a number one for me. So I think Alan has deserved to be back at number one. But he will make mistakes as well, because we've we've seen it last season. 
and when that time comes, we have to take him back out of the firing range, as Brian was saying. But I think Alan has to come in. You've seen the saves he made last night. He's a presence in goals. That's Alan's, That's the difference with McLaughlin. John might come out for cross balls, and he thinks that's good. But Alan McGregor's a presence in the net. He finds it difficult. Strikers find it difficult to go back, shoot by him and stuff like that, score by him. It's just he's cross. He's he's coming out for cross balls, which lets him down. But I'd like to see a better keeper. We're not going to get a new keeper. I'm using until January on the window, on the summer window. So I would keep on until he makes his next mistake <laughs> and then bring him back, John. It's just chop and change. Whoever's playing the best at that time. The, the thing is, we know McGregor's got a mistake a mistake in him after last season. Um, but that's the two we've got. So, you know, for me, um, as McGregor should be the first choice. CGM had a comment there that I wanted to bring up. Um, McGregor should have quit after 55. It sort of it raises a wider question, that comment, um, Brian and CGM, um, regarding the entire yeah. squad that won the 55th title, um, that won the league title a couple of seasons ago. Have we been too sentimental with them? I think I've been, I think I've said that in the group chat, something I, you know, we've, I, I personally, looking back now, hindsight's a great thing, but we've been very, well, I would say overly sentimental with the team that won the league. Um, it's, it's a widely known thing that if your players peak at a certain point, and you know their values at their high, their highest they're going to be. You've got to, you know, you've got to move them on if a bid comes in. Um, and Morelos, I mean, we're now looking at the sixteen million pound bid that Leo came in, and we're you're thinking to yourself, God, you would give in for somebody to come in with a bid like that now, <laughs> you know? So, no, I, I, looking back now, I think we've been far too sentimental with the team that won the league because we attached, we just attached ourselves so much to that team for what they did. Um, but as, as people have said in you know the comments and past pods, you know the club will always be there, but the players won't. So, you know, but I, you know, looking back now, we should have sold and done a little more, a little bit more wheeling and dealing with the squad and refreshed it a bit more. But as I say, hindsight's a great thing. But yeah, we've been for me, we've been far too sentimental with a lot of the players, definitely. It's, it's an interesting, uh, again, it's an interesting subject. I do want to go back to the game. I know we're, we're heading down a path here. It's because keeps, things keep coming up. Get, keep getting your comments in. Um, things keep coming up. Ker, um, Brian said about the, um, should have done a little bit more wheeling and dealing. Um, have we not realised that this is a rebuild season for us? Have, have we thought, personally, I thought, right, last season was great. Not fantastic because we didn't win the Europa League, we didn't win the league, but it was still good, it was still enjoyable. For me at that point, it was okay, we only need to add three or four really good players to our team and we'll kick on and win the league. Is it in fact been a rebuild season and we've just not realised it because we all we all thought that? Probably, aye. Probably a bit of both. Once we, I think the players, we brought in seven players, but none of them played last night. I think you've seen that and also think. I think the manager and the director of football, whatever you want to call Ross Wilson, have to be in tune. I know there's a, there's a debate going about does Gio buy the play, bring the players in, as in does he pick the players as Wilson pick the players. I don't know. Personally, I don't know if Gio's got enough in him to be the manager. He was never... I don't think he should have been the first choice, but he was. But also, has Ross Wilson done anything... They prove you should have a nice choice of bringing in a manager and if Gio does go. So I'll have some butts. Some of these players don't look happy. Some of these players think they maybe they stayed too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of our players haven't been getting a chance. I don't want to see half the squad, half the squad, then half the squad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but it's like the, the new guys they brought in, Yalmaz, 
apparently Queen of the South is not a kick. Matondo, he runs away he's facing. He's still young and, well, he's still youngish and he's still learning. Sakala, we've not really seen much of. Ruth Herlander, God knows. So we've got a big squad of players. So if we're going to do a rebuild, we're going to have to do it properly. So I think they're going to have to get a lot more players out before we start bringing players in. Because the wage bill is probably too high to keep, just keep bringing players in. But as a rebuild, and I don't know if he's the right man to oversee it. What's Wilson, I also don't know if he was the right man to coach, manager, whatever you want to call him. It's all I've seen, but it's Ibrox, but there doesn't seem to be any cohesion between the director of football, whatever Ross Wilson wants to be known as, Geo and the team. I think there's too much. There's no any thing with that. I, don't know. I, I can't even find the off right now, but there's no... They don't seem in the right tune. They don't seem playing all the same key together. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, the players don't like they yeah. run through a brick wall for Gio. And Gio doesn't like happy Ross Wilson, as in some of the comments he's made. But he had the perfect opportunity when he spoke in the press conference and said, I'm happy with my squad. Granted, that's his job. He doesn't want... He don't he's want to be in all right. Aye. Mm-hmm. But I was perfect to come and say, maybe we're short in one or two areas. Maybe we should have brought more players in. Something like that. But he said he was happy. And then he comes out and says other stuff. Do you know what I mean? So... I don't really know who we, where it goes, but I think he knows himself he's under pressure and one or two more defeats, it could be really bad. But my concern is, well, that's board pay him off because he's got a contract. Is it two years, three years? Yeah, two two years, I think, after this. After, not, well, another three years, basically, if you include this season. So it's a lot of money as well. And our board, for some reason, I know Dave, Dave King mentioned that about money. I don't know where the money's went. I'm no financial expert, so I'm not going to say anything about that, but will we get enough money to pay him off and then bring somebody else in? Yeah. I don't know. And, and listen, that's not to suggest the money's went anywhere. For all we know, it's just it's, it's resting on a bank. Rather in a than bank you know? yeah. um, we, we don't know. We don't know what the answers are. Um, it will be interesting um, once they're sort of made available to see exactly what's been going on, because we've heard all sorts of rumours. Um, but really, we're in a position now that until the club confirm anything, we, we don't know. It's all just rumours and smoke and mirrors or whatever you want to call it. Um, but Brian, we, we, we started last night with an 11 that, um, without any new players on it, without any of the, new, the seven new signings, not one of them made the start 11. No. Is, is, that, that, is that that indication that, that Kerr was hinting at there about um, Geo, what Geo thinks of Ross Wilson's recruitment? Could be. But then, I mean, the only the only selection that you could have argued you maybe, you know, looking at it was Cholak could have played to start, you know, because obviously he scored seven and nine or something like that. Um, but apart from that, there was nobody else of his new signings going to get a sniff last night. And as, as Scott said, you know, I think I've said as well, it's a, a sad indictment of the, the, you know, the transfer activity that none of, I mean, all right, Lawrence is injured. But it's just a sad indictment that you know none of the new players were involved last night, um, and I've you know obviously obviously certain in, certain players are going to get injuries. You can't help it, um, but yeah, you've got to start looking at the overall recruitment now, and it's it's below par. Let's be honest, you know it's not been great this summer, um, so yeah, it's. It's not been good, and if you're if you're marking it out of ten, it's probably a, what, a four, five, a push, you know. So that's mm-hmm. not good enough for us, you know. We're needing 
we were needing seven or eight, nine players in and at least three quarters of them to kick start and start straight away. And hardly any of them even kicked a ball yet. So, no, it's not been good enough. I'm sorry. No, it's, de- it's definitely not been. Um, you know, there's still there's some of these players you we've yet to really see. Um, ben Davies, for example. Uh, Ridvan, we've seen very small glimpses of these guys. So it's maybe a wee bit unfair to judge them. Um, but at the same time, we should have saw more of them at, at this point. Um, but then, and that's down to Van Bronckhorst and Ross Wilson. I, I just think that it's, it goes back to the whole, we've been too sentimental. The, the reason we've, we've been able to pick that team last night is because we've been too sentimental with a squad that won the 55th title. I mean, apart from, I'm trying to think of the, the, the start of 11. Sands and Lundstrom were probably the only ones that, that never won that title. Mm-hmm. So then, so nine, so even even the team from last night, two of them, only two of them were new signings this time last year. In fact, Sands came in January. So you know, it's the recruitment's obviously been wrong at Ibrox for a long time. We're um, we're bringing in guys that just aren't good enough for the first team, um, and we're having to give contracts to guys like Davis and Arfield Care. Um, because we can rely on them. And I, listen, I thought Davis and Arfield done quite well last night, to the point that when we were coming home to the supporters bus, Arfield in particular, I was saying, um, should be starting on Saturday. And just before you make a comment there, Kerr, I just want to thank John Batchelor for the 449 Super Chat that he's put in. John, you um, support this podcast, the supporter group really, um, really well. You've, you're always popping up with comments and we really appreciate your, your input. Um, so thank you very much and we're glad you enjoy the content enough to do so so hopefully that will keep up John sorry Kerr on you go no that's fine and uh, no, I thought Davis I thought it done I thought him and Arfield uh, Davis and Arfield done well I thought in the first 10-50 minutes they were pressing especially Arfield but it's just they're not getting their legs to blow box to box anymore and the, it was like Napoli at times were, were sat bringing them forward weren't they and then just putting the ball in between them because they knew they couldn't catch them we're leg-wise, we should, we've not got legs in the middle apart. They're all very similar. We've no legs there. Kamara's only one with real legs, and at this moment in time, I think Kamara would rather be elsewhere. But going to jail, I mean, I don't know about you two, but I thought Tavernier looked like he was playing injured last night. Mm-hmm. He's not the same player. He wasn't taking even his eight pieces or nothing. And he said after the Celtic game, he was injured for weeks. So why would you start him last night? Why would you not put somebody else in there? Why would you not put even Sands at right back, or the Divine, or King even, and play... It's something Leon King faced that. Why would you play a half fit James Tavernier? I mean, it's decisions like that annoy me a bit, Gio. It's other things too, but you're what's that tell the rest of your squad when you're picking somebody who's maybe only 50 60 percent fit and maybe getting an injection or a pain color before they play? And you know, you don't see him, he's not bombing up and down. He's, he's actually far up the park at times when he was back, but just because he's probably told to, to save his legs and. I mean, many of us seen Rangers take short corners and stuff. I know they may have worked on it, but every set piece we've took over the last probably two or three years, Tavernier's been involved in. Mm-hmm. So you can tell it's not the same player. So to me, I think Tav is injured or he's carrying some sort of injury and he's, he does, he's not making the same impact. So you maybe play, you, you would just start Divine, play Kindler, play Sanzia, even play Jack, uh, Ryan Jania, but don't play a half fit player when we've got a very big squad of players because that just tells the rest of your players. Like he's he, he's injured and he's still getting the game ahead of me. So when you've got to bring these players on to maybe change the game and all that, well, why do you not start me then? I know, I know it sounds silly, but football players do think about things like that. 
No, well, I'm most I can't start in front of an injured player, but now you want me to save your game. It's mm. just small things like that, and that's where frictions come between players and manager. But no, I, I think Gio, he said he's got a philosophy he's, he's stuck he's stuck by. I don't know about you used to, I'll but I don't, know what the, I don't know what the philosophy is, so I, I would like somebody to enlighten me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. I, 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 sorry, Brian, on you. I, I was just having a quick check there. If I'm not mistaken, that we've since the start of last season, we've signed 15 players, mm-hmm. right? Now, out of those 15, um, who would you consider a success? Yeah, you could probably, you'll argue John Lundstrom right away, although yeah. he's, not, he's not been great so far this season, but nobody has. Um, there we go, John Lundstrom. I mean, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll give you the list. I'll give you the list from the season before. So it was a, a both Hoffaborth, Sakala, Lundstrom, Bakuna, Sands, Dalio. Zakowski and Ramsey. That was last season's signings. So there we go, Lundstrom. Lundstrom. By the way, just a big thank you to John B1872 on becoming a YouTube member. John, um, hope you enjoy the content. I'll up, going to update you on the content in the next couple of minutes um, to see what you can get as a member. Uh, sorry, Brian, on you go. Sorry. So uh, off of Borth, Sakala, Lundstrom, Bakuna, Sands, Dalio, Zakowski, and Ramsey. So that was our s- summer and winter window last year. So you probably need James Sands to appointment Yeah. So James, James Sands is developing. He's de- he's developing. Yeah. He's he's improved. He's certainly a big improvement on the James Sands that we had since you know between January and May last season. Um, but Lundstrom was probably the only one of the, those ones that you could say, "Yep, yeah, I'm really happy with him." Or I was really happy with him last season. And of the seven this season, Kerr, I don't know about you, but I'm struggling. Uh, Lawrence is, is sort of Lawrence, Matundo, Tillman, Davis, and Yilmaz. Yeah, Lawrence um, looks the most consistent, um, and Cholak's getting the goals. So, you know, fifth, fifteen. You know, if we talk about Sands, is still developing. Four, three and a half out of fifteen. Yeah, you, you can take you can take <laughs> Ben Davis and Yilmaz and say you've not been given much yeah. of a chance. You can probably put my tondo on that, but I don't know about you. I just I don't see what he offers. I just think he runs. I must say it before. I think he just runs away. He's facing. I'll be honest. I'll be up. honest. With you, he's worse than Sakala. He runs. I mean, he ran across. His, he ran across my depart last night, and he was going nowhere. I was like, "Why? Where are, where are you running? You are running up the govern? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he's quick as well. But I don't know. I was I was speaking to a lad that. He does. He works for a football club at the moment, but he's a big Stoke City fan. And he said when he was when he was at Stoke, he was the same. He was very quick, and they hold high hopes for him. But his final ball and his just his final play and the final third let him down at times. And mm-hmm. but he did say he was only young at the time. But he said he was surprised he had a big move to Germany. But I suppose people see different things in different players. But I had high hopes for him when he came because I read a lot of good things about him. But I suppose he can still turn that around, but at the moment in time, he's not really. I know if he played, maybe go out in the left. If people like to see him play, maybe he might do better. But I'm not seeing enough to say he wants a start. I mean, so so out of the 15 that we've signed, Harry Munchers mentioned four that have worked, that have been good signings. Now, four out of 15 is one in every three. I mean, that's that's not good enough, is it? No, absolutely not. So we're still using most 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 of Mark Allen's players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, pretty much. pretty much, yeah. Folks, I promise you, it's not always this negative on the Rangers rabble. I know it seems that the last couple of weeks haven't been a happy period for us, and it has been really negative. But I promise it's not always like this. We are actually quite a cheery bunch once we get started, and once we've got something to cheer about. So if you like the content, 
I said, you can become a member on YouTube. Um, once you do so, there's all sorts of members content on YouTube. Uh, we're going to have our Super 6 show. We'll have members-only shows, including this one. It's going to become a member-only show as of next week. Rabble Extra is going to be for members. So jump onto YouTube, become a member so that you can you can see that show and be part of it. Um, we're also going to have, um, well, we've mentioned before our competitions, our Super 6 show. We've got a Super 6 competition where a member can win £100. You'll see us guys in it as well, but we can't win the money come the end of the season. It's going to be one of you guys that win the £100 come the end of the season. And be honest with you, even if we could win it, we're not going to because we are all hopeless at picking uh, our, our results and our score lines in the Super 6. But, uh, so get onto that uh, on YouTube. Subscribe anyway. That doesn't cost anything to subscribe. Head over to your social media. Um, like us, follow us, whatever it is on Instagram, whatever it is on TikTok, whatever it is on Twitter or Facebook. Um, do what you need to do. And interact with us as well on social media. You know, we, we get people um, tagging us in things. I get it quite regularly on um, Twitter and I'm quite happy to respond and engage with people. So, you know, feel free to talk, to talk away to us. Um, and I'd also like to thank Zenith Coins, our sponsors, who are, you know, see a wee icon for up in this bottom co- top corner and the, the discount code down the bottom as well. Um, so feel free to to use Zenith Coins, some some excellent uh, merchandise they've got there. I've got a couple of other things myself, make a really good gift for somebody, or if you want to treat yourself, um, you know, go on and have a look, because it has some really nice stuff. Um, but yeah, join as a member and you'll get, co- you'll get access to this show next week as well. Going into the last night again, uh, going into the second half after the penalty, we've conceded we're one nothing down here. I mentioned at the start of the show there was a couple of um, couple of decisions I found a bit strange. Matondo was one of them. Um, we're chasing a game, we're one nothing down. So we bring on a guy um, who's no kicked the ball all season. Um, the better option for me, and I'm not the guy's biggest fan, as people who watched the other night will know, but the better option for me would have been uh, to bring on Tillman but we bring on Matondo to start with. Um, head scratcher? I think Gio was just hoping for something, for somebody. I don't think he really, he looked at his bench and probably said, who will I go for? And just maybe just said, we'll, we'll try him. Maybe because he's got a bit of pace. The problem with Gio is he goes late for like at times, doesn't he? He doesn't, he... I know I said it in the chat last night and I was shouting at a game, I'd have kept Alfie on. I know he was on a yellow. I know he could probably get another yellow by the way the referee was, but, I've been saying that for ages. Play him out in the right and play Kolak to middle. Why not go two up front? What did we have to lose last night? We were getting beat 1-0. We were down to 10 men. 1-0, ended up 3. At least you know what you get from Morelos. Eh, he can be... He can do things to get another book. And we, all know what he, we, know, we all know that. We know he's a walking time bomb. And, but I'd rather have him out, out in the right and have somebody like Matondo, who's, to be fair, maybe does need a chance to show us what he can do. So... A couple of boys are saying in the chat, don't write them off. We're not going to write them off. It's just, we want to see more. But I'd have went that way. I think, I think we were needing somebody up front because once that change was made, we never really done that much after that, did we? But Kamara was a poor. He came on and Glenn didn't even look interested. Glenn's come on the part and thought, there's no long left here. I'll just stand about and not do a lot. And then the whistle will go and I'll get my appearance money. There's something more like that. So, uh, I don't know. I just think the bench... I mean, like the boys said, you highlighted the chat. I mean, it's, when is players like Charlie McCann going to get a chance? I mean, Charlie's box to box, he's dynamic, he's he can run up around the down apart. And I'm not saying he's better than any of the first team players I've got because he's, he's still young, but surely he's going to give more because he's he's got more about him at this moment in time. He's, he wants to improve, he wants to learn, and 
playing him with maybe next to Davis. Stevens not getting a leg, but Charlie has. Whereas you'd be playing too similar, but I don't know. I I think he's going to have to gear. I'm just I'm just disappointed at Alec Lowry's still injured because I think Alec could be a difference maker yeah. for us at times. Yeah, well, but obviously, Dave, obviously he's not there. Yeah, Davey1642, big thank you for the super chat and your support to the Rangers Rabble. Again, really appreciated. We see your comments come in all the time. Please keep them coming in and thank you for your support. Davey makes I know, a comment. I know, Charlie, I know Charlie McCann's on the European squad as well, yeah. but... I don't see a reason why he shouldn't be in it. I, I don't know if he can change it anymore, but even on Saturday against United, so, might not start him in. Yeah, David, David makes two points here, Brian, for me. Um, I would start blood in Lowry, McCann, King and Lovelace now, regardless of results. And I would not, I would accept not winning titles or cups if they get 15-plus games. Um, I agree with that up until the end of the word Lovelace. <laughs> I, I, I still want results and I still want, to, I still want us to win. Um Cups and titles, but I do agree that we should be blooding these guys in now. Um, King, we've saw that he's getting a, he's getting game time. McCann, for what I've seen of him, he's certainly good enough to come into the team. Lowry's injured. Uh, somebody else mentioned the comments has you know asked asked if Lowry had played at all this season. He was injured at the start of the season. He'd be played a few times for the B team. Was looking really good, and he was injured again for in the, a B team game uh, in a bit of a horror challenge against Dumbarton. So hopefully it won't be too long. We'll get to see Alec Lowry back. Um, and lovely, I'd like to see him in the B team a wee bit longer because he is still very young, um, com even compared to the other guys. But Brian, Saturday, for example, Charlie McCann, should he start, should we freshen things up and just go, here's your opportunity. We're home to Dundee United, you're starting. No reason why not. Um, I would actually throw King in on Saturday as well and just see what, I mean, <laughs> you've got Barcelona playing a 17-year-old in midfield, right? They can trust oh, a 17-year-old. I'll just answer this point. I uh, see GM's asking about uh, McCann uh, qualifying as a homegrown player. He doesn't because we brought him in from Man United. Man United, Man United yeah. Uh, we brought him in from Man United last season, so he doesn't count. Sorry, Brian, on you go. Yeah, I mean, just going, you know, there's Barcelona. Uh, they've got the boy Gabri, I think it is, that plays in the midfield for them. He's 17, plays every game, bosses the mid, you know, obviously they'll boss a lot of games, but. <laughs> If they're, if they're managing to play a 17-year-old in, in uh, La Liga, I'm sure we could play a 18-19 year old in the Scottish League. You know, I'm, I'm, I know the leagues are totally miles apart technically, but we've got to we've got to start trusting these young boys a little bit, and you know, give them a bit of a you know, you've got to find out some point if they're good enough. There's no point hanging on to them, and then oh well, we'll just sell them because we've not given them a chance. Well. At least play them and see what they're see what they're all about. I mean, okay, the game was slightly different at the end of last season when we played Hearts away. I think we ended up with seven or eight youth players in the game. But I mean, there was a there was a prime example. We started, I think, with five youth players. You mm -hmm. know, so they've more than shown mm -hmm. their own on a, a few occasions. So you know, certainly give them. A, I would certainly give them a go. Yeah. It's, it's nothing to lose, and at the end of the day, you're going to find out if they're going to be good enough or not, and we've got to find out sooner or later. <laughs> CGM, um, all I'm going to say is if you're wanting using the B team, stick to the Rangers rabble. If you're wanting more accurate and up-to-date stuff on the B team about how good these players actually are, stick to the Rangers rabble, stick to the B team reviews that we do um, because we watch uh, the B team a lot more than, than some other people. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, yeah, they, for, for me, they should be... They should be um, these guys need to get the chance. That's their time now to get this opportunity. And if they come in and at the end of the season they've not been good enough, we can look at what we can do with that. Um, yeah. 
But you know, we can't decide that they're not good enough by leaving them sitting on the bench yeah. and no and no playing regularly or getting wee cameo appearances. Because once they make so many wee cameo appearances for a five minute sub here or there, that's then they can't play for the B team anymore yeah. uh, in certain competitions. So they need yeah. to be they need to if they're going to get a chance in the Rangers team, they need to get an actual chance in the Rangers team. Um so uh, you know, just for me, just you know, stick with them, give them their chance. Okay, I'm going to go back to last night again. Just another couple of things. Um, now, I must admit, I left 85 minutes last night. I, let, I was, I was now before people start jumping in my throat. I was planning on it right, 85 minutes. Um, I've, I've not been keeping too great. I'm a wee bit slow in movement, so my question, my, I was leaving to get ahead of the traffic and, and try and get back to my bus a wee bit sharp. So I was planning on it. So I never really saw how this went for the full period. But it seemed to me just before I left that we switched to three at the back, a back three, Barisic, Goldson and King. Um, and within a minute of switching care, we lost one goal. And within yeah. a couple a couple of minutes later, we lost a second one. Um, we're talking about making changes and, and switching things up. Was that one that you would make? I think you had to push forward, didn't you? Because the game, we were getting beaten, there wasn't, there wasn't long to go. And if you can see he's making a change to go forward, then you think, well, he's trying to get it, but I think the game was lost. I mean, I left it to set. I was the second goal and I left. I was getting a laugh, so I had to go and meet somebody. But after the second goal, went in, everybody just stood up. I mean, went, went into the stairs, started to walk down. But I think he just, you had to make a change so like he was doing something because it wasn't working what we were doing. We were down to 10 men. It was always going to be difficult. And then if they started to push forward, there's always going to be space at the back when you're pushing forward with 10 men. So I think that space is always going to be there, Alan. I think. Even with 11 men, we had to push forward, but with 10, it's more difficult. So I don't blame him for that. I think you had to go for it. The subs may have been wrong, but I think you had to go for it. But somebody just mentioned Cole McKinnon. I've seen Cole McKinnon a few times this season. And he's yeah. getting wa- he's getting watched by so many clubs because he's playing really, really well. And if any are only careful, somebody could make a bit for him and it could turn his head because Cole's not a boy. I'm going to yeah. turn around and say Cole should be straight into the first team. But Cole's good enough to be given a chance. We've seen last season, I know it was against Hearts in the league. Just getting yeah. over and stuff like that, but Cole's quality, he can finish, he can dictate, he can create, and I just don't want to lose him because I think he's a player that could be playing with our first team for a good few years to come. He's that good, so I'm worried about Cole because, like I said, there's been a lot of teams keeping an eye on him just how good he's doing at Thistle. I'll ask a question: What's the what's the script? Where how many games do they have to play? How many? What's the quota of games for the first team? Then they're not deemed for B team. I, I don't want to quote the exact figure because I'm not sure. Um, I had heard that the number was six. Um, if they made right. six first-team appearances, they couldn't play for the B team in the league last season. Um, I don't know if that rule still applied this season, um, but it was certainly last season that was it was six was the number. It might have changed in the summer there. Yeah. I don't know because I know that the 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 fact that we were guest clubs, um, Rangers and Celtic were guest clubs, was up for debate. So they might have changed the rules slightly. I don't know. Got a lot of people asking about B team players. Look, everybody's different. Some players will be good enough where they've played with the Rangers youth team. The B came sorry, they've came through the youth system. They've been in the B team and they are ready to step right into the first team. Guys like Leon King, other people like Cole McKinnon will need that loan spell at a good senior club like Partick Thistle. Um, to kick on to their next level. And that doesn't mean Leon King's a better player than Cole McKinnon. It just means they're at different levels of their development um, and they, they're going to go, depending on the opportunities, they're going to get it makes sense for somebody to go out on loan. Everybody in the B team could one day be good enough to get into the Rangers first team. Um, and again, I'm just saying this because people have been asking in the comments. Um, 
everybody could be good enough, not everybody will be good enough in the long run. But again, that's where it comes back to people need to get a chance. And that's where we've seen pop guys like um, Paul NCO that we've signed. You know, they've came into the first team. We saw Zach Lovelace and Robbie Your guys like Cole McKinnon are on loan. So there's a lot of young, really exciting players at Rangers just now. And a lot of them will be good enough for the first team. They might not all get their chance. That's the problem because that's what happens at Rangers. They don't all get their chance, you know, because we get the support sometimes we don't give them a chance. We need success right away. Um, and that's a shame for them, but, you know, we've got to keep the best interest of the club at heart. So, yeah, so they answer those points. There's, there's loads of players there that will be good enough for the first team and hopefully we'll see loads of them coming through. I think I think a pod worth watching is the one that Willie did with, uh, uh, what was his name? Craig Mulholland? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if people want to find out what the pathway is or how the Rangers plan to do with their players, that's an excellent pod to watch. It was, uh, I I've I picked up so much info from it. Mm-hmm. And and he, deta- he, well, he doesn't detail everything, obviously, but he details what they're, they have got plans, you know, they've got plans for each player, you know, the, where they're going. Um, and it's a really, really interesting pod. So if you really want to ask about or find out information about the youth pod, you know, the youth, what their plans for development developments are for each player, that's definitely worth a watch. And if you want to get along um, to Dumbarton and watch the B team, have a look at the fixtures. Maybe not even Dumbarton, that's just where, where we're playing our home games. European games are at Fur Hill, but uh, domestic games are at um, Dumbarton. Have a look, because there's, there's a lot of um, clubs throughout central Scotland and the the lower league as well. So have a look. The, you know, Rangers might be coming to play against your local team. Um, so have a look at the fixtures because there's a lot of interesting games in there. Um, and go along and make your own mind up about some of these players. Don't just listen to us um, because it's about opinions. We might get it wrong. Um, but that's up to you. Anyway, so as I say, I missed the last five minutes last night. Um, we, um, I wasn't surprised to hear that we'd conceded another goal and we'd lost 3 nothing. Overall, Brian, in Europe, where does that leave us? Where does that leave our chances of getting out of this group, whether it be first, second, or third? I think we're I think we're up the Swanee without a paddle, as the, the saying goes. Um, we've got a double header against Liverpool now. Um, so, just to make things easier. Just to make things really easy, you know. So, and then we're away. I think we've got Liverpool away, Napoli home. Uh, sorry, Liverpool away, Liverpool home, Napoli away. Ajax home, so it's certainly not. I'm, um, um, yeah, it's not looking particularly good. But at the start of the at the start of the the European run or the the group stage, sorry, we were all just happy to be there. But at the same time, you still want to at least progress into the Europa League. But I, th- I think maybe a lot of us maybe underestimated Napoli and probably underestimated Ajax, thinking that Ajax lost a lot of players. So they might be a little bit easier to, to play against, but that's certainly not been the case. Um, so no, it's um, I'm 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 now resigning myself to us not playing in Europe beyond Christmas. And, and to be honest, it was always going to be a tough ask when you see the teams that we're up against. And the difference between Europa League and Champions League is 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 clearly quite a big gulf. You can't you can't get away with the mistakes. At Europa at Champions League level that you could maybe necessarily get away with at Europa League level. So yeah, it's it's a big big gulf. We've we've we're we're kind of a team that's we're a, we're a strong Europa League team, but we're probably at the lower end. Well, certainly way down the lower end of the Champions League level. 
So that, that's the problem. We're, we're, a, we're a really good Europa League team, but we're just not good enough for Champions League at this point, unfortunately. Kern, we've been dealt a, a tough hand there. You know, Liverpool, Ajax and Napoli um, are three really good teams. I know, you know, Liverpool's struggling just now, but at the end of the day, they're still a really good team. So we've been dealt, a, we've been given a hard group. Let's get that out there. And they're going to beat teams better than us this season. All of them said that about Ajax last week. Um, but would we have stood more of a chance if the European Rangers of last season were turning up against these teams? Instead of the, the sort of difficult displays that we've saw in the last two games, it probably would have last season. It doesn't matter how we played, we were quite confident. We it doesn't mean we're like, well, we're Rangers, we, we'll just turn up the Europe, European performances last season were exceptional at times. The problem is, I don't know if some of these players are taking it for granted and think they can go away and get results when they should be trying. I, I just don't know, but I think the group is always going to be difficult when the first was drawn, Alan. You hear people saying, oh, we'll get nine points, we'll get, we'll maybe get 11 points. <laughs> when I said we were lucky if we get seven, that was me being, trying to be positive, but I never thought we were going to get out of this group because the three teams who are very good, people look at Ajax and think, Ajax are not great. I mean, I watched a couple of Ajax games, again, obviously against us, but I watched the Liverpool game the other night and they, were lucky, they weren't lucky not to get a draw. Yeah, so they were the other night, they were just unlucky not to get a draw, but Liverpool... Yeah, no playing well, but they still get a lot of quality on their side. And one thing they do, as you seen against, I don't know if you watched that game, they won a lot. Of, they won a lot of set pieces, headers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Van Dyke wins on Matic wins on, he scored the winner. And we're not great at defending set pieces, so I think we could be in for a busy night in the two games. And then Napoli, as we've seen last night, Napoli are a quality side. And it's just when you step up, it's a different level for Rangers. And I don't think it's the fact that we're getting beat in Europe in the Champions League, it's annoying. We always knew it was going to be difficult. I think it's just the manner of the defeats. You don't mind getting beat if you think the players have actually tried. Or, I'm not saying I'm not trying because that's I don't I don't mean. But look, what they're trying. I mean, I don't want to say they're unprofessional. No trying, but some of them don't look like they're doing. Some of them don't like them don't like they care. But it's difficult. It's just it's not just this the games. It's it's what's became before it the Celtic game and then now yeah, it's game and then that's I mean that's eleven goals we conceded in three games. We've not scored a goal and. Do you any used to see it get any better anytime soon? Because personally, I don't. And I don't. I don't like being negative, but I always. I mean, I've seen Rangers in more states. I mean, I've been. I see. I'm going up for fifty this year, and I've been. I've seen Rangers at Ibrox when the stadium's been half full. See them when the team's been finishing fourth, fifth in the league, in the Premier League, and you're hoping for just a Scottish Cup victory or something to make the season better. I mean, it's been a lot of downs, but it's just. I don't know. It's just really, it really gets you down. I know that you, people think say it's only football, but it's no because when, you, when your team get a good result, you're you're bouncing for days. Even if, even if it's only football, but you get up for it as a as an individual. But when you get beat like we beat the manner we've been getting beat, I'm not saying the world's ending, but it feels like that in your own mind because you think, my God, I, I'll have to go to this game on Saturday. And, I mean, you'll be there, but it's like United. We should be beaten, but will we? That's the way you start to think because you don't know what this Rangers team is going to give you anymore. You just don't have a clue. On, you don't trust the manager. You don't trust the players. <laughs> the only people you trust is the fans. Do you know what I mean? I mean, even playing the game. So I don't know where we go. I honestly don't. I know you've, you even spoke about... Uh, you even spoke about the director of football, as you like to call him, but I don't know. I just think... I think it's going to be a, a long... It's a big hole in. We're going to have to try and dig ourselves out of it. 
I hope we do, but I don't know if we will. Yeah, I think personally, I think it's going to be a long season, but there we go. Kurt, uh, Brian, sorry, we do we do have Dundee United at the weekend. Surely, um, surely it's going to get better. Um, I'll start with asking you. Um, we, we spoke about McGregor, but at the other end of the park, does Morelos keep his place in the team? Difficult one because Cholak's not really done an awful lot wrong, mm-hmm. um, and he's probably where the problem is. We're probably needing to give Morelos minutes to get him up to match speed. Um, so you're kind of you're kind of going to have to play him for maybe an hour against Dundee United just to get him minutes because I mean that's only his. I mean, how how long did he last last night again? Was that about seventy five minutes? Was it? About that, yeah. Yeah, so you know, he's 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 building up to getting full nineties, but um yeah, I mean as I say, I just feel sorry for Cholak because he's not done an awful lot wrong, but I, I appreciate that Morelos needs minutes, so he's gonna mix it up a bit. But yeah, I I'm leaning towards Morelos starting again. Um, as I say, just to get his minutes, just to get minutes in his legs. I'm, I'm certainly thinking Morelos should start. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sent off, but I'm, 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 I'm confident he's going to start. Kerr, we're going, let's, let's ramp up a bit of positivity because it has been quite it's been quite depressing. Or the, the last couple of weeks in the Rangers rabble has been quite tough. Uh, the last couple of weeks has been a Rangers fan has been quite tough. Um, so so let's talk about Saturday. Dundee United, football on a Saturday afternoon, three o'clock at Ibrox. Uh, it doesn't get better than that, does it? That's what Saturdays are made for. As in this game, you're going thinking. Well, you, you always used to win thinking. And United, they'll give us a they'll give us a bit of game, which they always do. But we should come through it fine. But you don't know who will turn up. And for Morelos, Morelos has to start on Saturday. But I would also start Colette next to him. But I know Gio Wilney. Why not start the two of them up front? I say play Morelos more out wide. Colette to my don. Even put my turn down the left. See what he can do there. But don't, because Kent's. I'm a Brian Kent's biggest fan. I think Kent's a great player when he's on for him, but his form has been awful this season. Uh, so it's time he maybe sat on the bench. Uh, but play a young lad out there. But he has to make a couple of changes, but not just for the sake of making changes, just to make him to make an impact. There's mm-hmm. no point in just changing faces. They're going to come in and play exactly the same way the other ones have done. It doesn't. He's going to have to make. He's going to have to look at the players and see who's actually he trusts. But uh, on the other side, the players are going to have to look at the manager and see do we trust you. So I think he's going to have to make changes. Now he's starting Alfie. I think last night you seen a difference in Alfie. I thought he was actually really good for the, for the especially the first half. It was the only problem. Have, the only problem a lot of people have got with Marielle is he's not a goal. He's not a penalty box striker, so he does miss chances. But he's 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 hold up play and he all oh, rest his game is really good. So that's how Ryan will play court next to him. Then then they get the striker. The defenders get two guys to worry about, not just the one player. Is he brave enough to do it? I don't think so, but I hope he does. A lot of people put in predictions in the comments. I'm going to go 10-0 Rangers. <laughs> uh, Morelos will get a hat-trick. Cholak will replace him with 60 minutes at 60 minutes, uh, and he'll get a hat-trick as well. Uh, McCann will chip in with a goal. Kent will get one just because, you know, it's he must be due one. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine on Saturday, and it's, well, it'll be one more than what they beat them by. So 10 or Rangers on Saturday. Get your money on it. You heard it here first. Um, we don't, we don't oh. empathise gambling, folks. <laughs> <laughs> or listening to me. <laughs> um, Brian, I'm just I'm trying to make it a wee bit happier and cheerier because yeah. it has it's been really, really bad. You know, even you know, you know, we were coming home in our supporters bus last night and 
you know, we eventually descended into the absolute nonsense that we talked to each other, but, the, you know, the, <laughs> and the, just the absolute, honestly, I couldn't tell you some of the things we talk about. Yeah. But um, we, we, we eventually descended into that, but for the, for the first 10 minutes coming home, we were just sort of shaking our heads and looking at the floor and yeah. shrugging our shoulders and longing for the Europa League. <laughs> um, so we need this. We need this. You know, going to the football should be fun. And I realise yeah. that we, we can't win every game and no every team can be successful and you're not going to win trophies every season. You're not going to win the league or, you know, compete in Europe every season. I understand that. But being going to the football should be fun. So let's put the fun back into it. Let's let's enjoy Saturday for what it is because it is a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, so so let's go and enjoy the day. If, you know, folks, if you're going to the game, enjoy the day with your pals, with your family, whoever you're going to go, go, go into the game with. If you see us in the pub before the game or after the game, come and buy us a pint. Honestly, I will not refuse anybody buying me a pint. <laughs> come, come and see me um, and, and enjoy the day. Hey, like, my money's telling you to gamble now. He's asking for bribes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just just let, let's just get back to it because I miss it. I miss it. The last couple of weeks have been really tough, Brian, and I've, I yeah. for one miss it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I dare say every supporter's bus was the same last night going home. You know, as you say, you sit there, you're kind of, you're, you're angry, but at the same time, you're just, you don't want to speak about it. Um, and as you say, then you just descend into absolute nonsense chat and it just goes out in all sorts of directions. But no, we've got to look forward to Saturday now. Dundee United at home. We've got to be looking at putting a few past this Dundee United team because they're struggling. I mean, we thought we were struggling. They're even worse. <laughs> so we've got to be looking at putting a few past Dundee United to get a bit of confidence back in the players and, you know, give them a bit of a, uh, a bounce going into the you know obviously before the international break because it's coming up soon so you know we've just we've just got to yeah, just give gives gives the fans something to shout about and, and as you say enjoy going on a Saturday at three o'clock um, you know so just yeah just give us something to shout about and something to you know give us a bit of entertainment at the same time you know um, but at least Hopefully, as you as we've all said, hopefully some of the young guys will get a game and a few goals. I'm just wanting a few goals. I wouldn't mind a goal. A goal would be fine. <laughs> I, I think there'll be quite a celebration when we got our first goal on Saturday. <laughs> first of many, first Lap of many goals on Saturday. Ibrox <laughs> 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 will erupt. <laughs> Folks, I'm going to leave it there because I realise that, that it's been probably been quite hard listening to us for the last hour almost. Um, I can only apologise for that, but unfortunately, we can only talk about the Rangers that we've uh, that we've seen in in the last few weeks. So, as I say, hopefully Saturday is going to be a massive, massive improvement. We're back tomorrow night. We're phone in, and we'll have our, our match build up and our match reaction on Saturday. Um, we've got our member show, and then we're into next week. We've got our member shows, as I said. We've got our phone ins again, um, and there's, then there's a bit of an international break. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll I'm sure we'll find something to fill the time. Um, other than international football to talk about. But enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. I'm sure Rangers are going to turn things around for us. They're going to give us the best performance um, that we've seen for a long, long time. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, once I am organised, press the wrong button there. Matt will give me a row. <laughs> uh, enjoy your weekend, folks. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you That's all fine. again soon. Cheers, folks.
Social Podcast Network.